With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here we go. There's only four words. This is something, something Broncos. This one's for Pat. Let's go. Can you just smell this There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Yeah. Tim Tebow back in the system. Oh, oh my God. Tim has got a touchdown. It's off by the Broncos. Uh-huh. Featuring Mile High Reports, Mike DeSico. And Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Hello everybody, I am Jess Place, joined by Mike DeSico. The Denver Broncos fell to the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. They fell to Josh McDaniels. They fell again to the Raiders. Like, again. Like, how does this happen? Mike? Mike, you help us out here. Well, I'm working on a theory. Are you ready? I'm ready. Everything is stupid, and I hate everything. Yes. Yes, I like where you're going with it. Keep going. No, that's it. That's in, that, no, that's, that's the theory. theory? That's the theory? That's the theory. It's just, you know, I, I, here's the thing. I... One of the things that would bother me on Twitter, and there's a lot of them, let's be honest, is um, 
like back member when we had Trevor. Remember Trevor? I remember and him. Everybody would be like convincing in themselves that he's actually better than he really is, and would just annoy the hell out of me because I'd be like, "Look, just just look," and you can tell he's not that good. And then I feel like I've done the same thing where I let myself believe that this team was much better than it was that no proven tight ends. Well, that's good. One of our guys has cool hair, so we're going to be fine. Wait, two of our tight ends have cool hair. Dang. One may be injured. Our wide receivers. Those guys are all pros, even though Judy's never really put together. Hamler's never done anything. And then Patrick gets hurt. We had all these rookie all-stars in preseason and we're like, man, how do we keep all of them? And I feel like I let myself buy that hype, you know, that fan hype you get in the off season where you convince yourself every May, every year. June, July, it that it's every be year. better than it is. And I feel really stupid for letting myself be suckered in after these, after these last six years, you just wanted to believe so much in something. We got Russell. And so I, got think, Russell Wilson. I think I believe too much. Russ has been the last, what, five quarters has been, much improved approaching Much the improved. rest we thought we would see yeah and so he hasn't been the he hasn't been the problem uh but it's just i i blame myself because were my expectations out of whack for what this team would could realistically deliver and so is it the team's fault i'm disappointed or is it my own fault and i'm kind of thinking it's kind of my fault what did i were my i think my expectations were out of whack for what they realistically should have been I just wanted to believe so much. I, I agree with you. I, I think this is your fault. Oh, so the Broncos lost to the Raiders. They lost to Josh McDaniels, who hadn't won a professional football game as a head coach in 12 years. Uh, well, we we were that's, that's the Raiders. Stat. Well, <laughs> that's a misleading stat. That's a misleading stat. He beat the Broncos about he beat the Broncos about a dozen times uh, when he was coaching here. That's true. So. I, you know, I mean, if you look at it that way, he's, you know, he's, this is like his 13th Bronco win in a row, win over the Broncos in a row. It was, it was actually a game against the Raiders where I, I think the Raiders scored two touchdowns in the opening, like two minutes. Um, yeah. It was like 59 to 12 yeah. or something. Ridiculous. Yeah. It was awful. It, that was the game where, where Broncos country was like, this Josh guy doesn't really have it. Well, I think it was a little bit before then, but that. Uh, it's still a miracle that he survived that game. <laughs> At least Did he, get, he got, he got, he got axed a couple of games later, right? Uh, it was, it was a lot longer than it should have been. It was definitely okay, a lot yeah, longer definitely. than it should have been. Yeah. Uh, he, he survived that. And well, and then there was the whole cheating scandal that followed that. So, I mean, it, All he right. really, he's a cheater. I forgot. He's also a known cheater, Josh McDaniels. Um, well, yeah, uh, we were the, the Raiders get right game as, as we kind of have been the last, uh, last few years. Uh, teams can look forward to getting back on track when they play the Denver Broncos. And, um, and again, I, I take this back to what I said in the beginning. I overestimated this team because everybody was like, this is the Raiders defense is so terrible. This is where the Broncos offense is going to shine. That's where we're going to get right. And after four games this year, I feel like we should know who this team is and who this team is, is that we have no idea who they are. And so to have any actual expectations of what they will do, it's just, that's on us. If we uh, think we know what they're going to do on Thursday. 
Well, stay tuned for later in the show where Mike gives his prediction against the Colts. Oh, I have to go. <laughs> I have to. I have to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's there's somebody knocking on my door. There is there there are are two games uh, that you can't lose every season, and it's those two games to the Raiders. And so this is this is not a good start to the season, especially coming on the heels of that Week One loss to the Seattle Seahawks. You know the team. If they were going to be two and two, the two games you'd want them to win were probably Seattle and the Raiders because McDaniels and Russ. And you needed to win this game, especially if you're going to make the playoffs. And so it's just these are like the two games you really, really wanted to win. And it's almost like an egg in both of them. It's almost like we dropped them. It's almost like they just fell from our hands and squared free. Just yes, br- dropped. Some other yeah. team picked them up and ran and just ran. And just and ran. took advantage of that opportunity. Yeah. So <sighs> Melvin Gordon, let's talk a little Melvin. I am really disappointed. I really like Melvin, especially when he was with the Chargers. Same, he didn't same. seem to have this problem when he was with the Chargers. It didn't seem that way to he, me. Well, he did. You just didn't watch him week in and week out. But I believe his... I saw on, uh, online today, I believe his fumble rate has been pretty consistent through different coaches and different teams. Really? You know? oh, okay. Well, that's I what I thought I'd read. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm, I, I don't take I, notes. I, I don't remember podcast. signing him and being like, here comes the fumble machine. I mean, he, and, he, and yeah. that is unfortunately like how he is viewed now. Uh, yeah, it, it is. Th- that was heinous. Like that changed the scope of the game. It, it, and, it, it And it was the difference maker up until the end of the game. Like they were able to choke us out just because the defense was tired and, and, you know, well, momentum matters. And that play gave the Raiders their mojo and we were fighting uphill ever since then. The score was close enough that it shouldn't have felt that way, but that play, the Raiders were just in control and we were scraping to get back. And I don't know. Momentum matters. And that's, it mattered on Monday. I wrote uh, um, an article just saying like, you know, it's, it, it, you want, you want to pile on him, but with Javante Williams going down and Mike Boone seemingly unable to catch a pass that hits him in the hands. Uh, it's looking like Melvin is going to be the option. Um, and that is upsetting, but like, do you think he can get right? He has to get right. Like, I mean, he, he can, he took all of yesterday after that fumble to feel sorry for himself, but I mean, really he had to put on his big boy shoes this morning because he's got to run the ball on Thursdays. Do you think he's going to get it right? Or is he going to, is he just going to keep continuing to fumble? You know, I don't know. And from what I've seen, I like Melvin, the person. And so I'm rooting for him. Um, not just because his success is the Broncos' success, but I'm rooting for him because if he fumbles again on Thursday night, even if it's like a fumble doesn't uh, cost the Broncos because they fall on it, it it's going to become really difficult for him in this town. I got to imagine it's going to become difficult for him in his head. And teammates are always being supportive, but you have to figure in the back of their head, they're kind of like, like, dude, like, exactly. Hold and on so, to the ball. I don't know, man. It's going, you're going to find out what kind of person Melvin Gordon is. I agree that they're sticking with him because I don't see what other choice they have. I think Mike Boone's obviously going to get more opportunity, but there's nobody out there who's going to come in and be starting running back that's available in the first week of October. I mean, Adrian Peterson 
uh, is not the option. That like we I want. said, like, <laughs> yeah, like we're not signing Adrian Peterson from 2010, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> CJ Anderson, come on home. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So, but what are you going to do? I don't like, know. And you, th- even you have no then, choice. Yeah. You have no choice. And even then we could have recovered from it. It's not all on Melvin. This wasn't like two seconds left in the game running into the end zone and he drops the ball. We couldn't, pass block run block our offensive line was terrible our defensive line could not stop the rush we made josh uh jacobs look like old school adrian peterson 144 so, yards on the ground uh 200 there yards was a lot yeah there was a lot that went wrong and melvin had the most glaring mistake but if any of those other things go right it's probably a different uh outcome He's still installed on the ball. Absolutely, 100%. I'm just saying the loss isn't all on him like some people on Twitter would like you to believe. Uh, what do you put? Well, I mean, you could. Okay. He is a major contributing factor to the loss at Seattle and a Lion major contributing share. factor during the Raiders. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I mean, I'm he, just saying it wasn't a clean game. And if it wasn't for Melvin, we'd definitely win. It was a sloppy, bad game in. You can count the missed extra point and say it was a sloppy game in all three phases. And so Melvin's was a glaring and obvious mistake, and it was a backbreaker, and it was awful. But there is plenty of blame to go around, and there's plenty of people who deserve some blame, even if Melvin is number one on that list. How are you feeling about the Broncos' offense thus far in general? Like, no confidence. I'm getting a little bit more confidence in uh, Russ. But we, you know, over the off season, we kind of all talked ourselves into the week. We're actually going to have some good offense. You know, Albert O is going to be amazing. Judy's going to take the leap. Hamler's going to be back. This Dulcich kid looks good. Offensive line is so deep. And even Javante wasn't very Javante in the first uh, three and a half games. So how I feel about the offense, I feel... I want to say like misled that all these players were going to be better than they were, but I misled myself. I blame myself there. Um, maybe the Tim Patrick loss was a lot bigger than we thought. Cause remember when it happened, everybody's like, we got enough depth. We'll recover. It's a big loss, but we'll be fine. But the tight ends haven't shown up. Alberto played one snap, which is telling. Remember he, telling. He, he played that third preseason game quite a bit like he was you know there's a message there like there's some nathaniel hackett is conveying something to albert O by not playing him and when he played him in that third preseason game like pardon me has to wonder like uh was there a way to get the trade done and keep Noah fant on the team because that loss Noah fant was the most popular bronco but you put him on this roster right now and have a third receiving option have a tight end who can play, it makes a huge, huge difference. I take issue mostly uh, with the types of plays being called. It's it's the bubble screens and and the, the little swing passes. And um, there are no intermediate passes. There are no deep passes. Like, I mean, really, there, there were maybe two passes over 25 yards uh, during that game. And that's my unofficial re- recollection. If you do not stretch the field, the defense creeps up, 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 and chokes out your run game, which is essentially what happened. Uh, they're, they're, yeah. Russell Wilson is not a threat to throw it very far, and he's not going to. Like we have shown, I mean, that KJ through, Hamler throw that was that was one throw. 
Yes. That was that. But and you see what happens when you do it. You got to put them on their heels. They that you have you have to make them scared. I said this in our our post game podcast after the game on uh, on Sunday. No one's afraid of the Broncos offense right now. There's no reason no. to be afraid. They, they do not strike deep. They do not strike hard. They do not strike. Like there is, there's nothing to be afraid of. Uh, you account for Cortland and you're fine. It, it's yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, it, it, they need to get a little more inventive uh, with this offense. I, I mean, I understand Russ doesn't 100%. have time to throw, but you need to figure out ways to get him out into space so that he can throw. You need to get, you need, he needs yeah. to throw it deeper. Like it, it, the well, defenses are just going to continue to creep up. And and since we can't give them very much protection, they're just going to destroy him. <laughs> like We yeah. need them to drop back into coverage or else he's going to die. Like he is going I, to get agreed. injured. He already is injured. He he is dealing with uh, some sort of soreness and tweak, uh, according a to a shoulder. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, 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 if you want Russ to cook, you, you got to give him some space. You got to You got to give him a big recipe book. You can't just do these little crap swing passes out to the running back that gets swallowed up for a loss of two and then get a penalty uh, you know, and then punt. Like it's- I think that's smart. I mean, those plays were smart for Russ because the pass rush is coming in. And if he holds in there to wait for somebody to get open deep, he's just taking a sacks and he gets hit a lot. And so I don't blame him for having to dump off those passes to the running back. I blame the offensive line for not giving him time to have. So he has no other choice. I mean, everyone got mad uh, at uh, at uh, Bridgewater for checking down, you know, and no one's talking about that now. I mean, it's it's, it's a good point. The, same the expectations thing. are different. The expectations are different between Bridgewater and Russell Wilson. And you you're right. I mean, we call you now check down Trevor and it was just annoying as hell. And maybe, you know, the theme of this podcast for me has been I'm letting myself believe things I shouldn't believe. So here's another thing I believe that maybe I shouldn't. When Trevor and Teddy are doing checking it down, I was always kind of like, they just don't know how to read the field. They can't, if their first read's not there, they're just dumping it down. With Russ, I tend to trust that he's dumping it down for a reason, that he's making the right decision of the ball. He's not turning it over, all that. So maybe that's my fault for believing yet another thing I shouldn't believe. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's we're being unfair to how we judge him compared to how we judge all the other quarterbacks. I. I see a lot of the Kyle Orton offense in, in this. I see a lot of the Trevor offense. I see, you know, actually, I, I even mentioned this. Uh, it, it's it's the Gary Kubiak, we're going to run my offense and then panic at the end and you need to go win this for us, Russ. Like the handcuffs need to come off earlier. Um, like Dan you, Reeves used to do with Elway. Yeah, exactly. It's it's like it's it's like we're going to run this very pedestrian offense for three quarters and then and then panic. And go go win the game for us. And all of a sudden, he's like rolling out and throwing deep to Hamler and doing all the things that we that we know he's capable of. But why weren't we seeing some of that stuff? You know, in, in I don't the first know, quarter in the first quarter of the season. Well, <laughs> I can give you one reason because it's hard to run your entire playbook when you're facing first and twenty, second and twenty, because these penalties are killing the. They're just killing the team. You know, and we take one step forward, two steps back. When you're second and 20, you're playing that game much different than when second and five. That, that and Hamler touchdown the, came on the heels of being at uh, a, a first and 30. And 30, and yeah, 25. yeah, that was the, was that's, there's an exception to everything, but it's easier to call plays when you're on second and five, second and short than it is when you're second and long. And the Broncos are almost on pace 
to set the NFL record for most accepted penalties in the season. And what is you that know, record? To get, I think it's 158 accepted penalties, and we are on pace to hit 157. Ooh, we could get there. And we could get there. And, you know, it's like uh, if we can make a reference to a crappy Star Wars movie, the Broncos have become the very thing they swore to destroy. You know, we we become the Raiders. We cycle through coaches. We create penalties. We overvalue our team. We count on wins that haven't happened yet. And these penalties are just hamstringing the offense. Maybe when you take away what is widely acknowledged, the game's best offensive line coach, and replace them with some guy, this is what happens. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, I, I, Joe Mahoney, who, uh, who who gathered up all the penalty information that we just recited as though it was yes. something that we God knew. God bless Joe. I love Joe. <laughs> Uh, Joe is the stats and analytics guy uh, for Mile High Report, and he does an amazing job. He also identified that uh, the Broncos lead the league in offensive holding penalties. Uh, been called for offensive holding 10 times in four games, and only two of those have been declined. So so that's something, too. Garrett Bowles is uh, coming back into uh, pure form, which is a little upsetting. Um, those, those weren't even subtle holding penalties. Those were like full bear hug holding penalties. It's not like you could like argue like, oh, they're just picking on him. Those were a couple of atrocious penalties he had. There have been some Garrett Bowles holding penalties where, yes, they're they're pretty blatant, but yes, they they may have saved Russell Wilson's life. So, which um, that's the that's the trade off, and and that's the case. You take those penalties, right? Absolutely, every day. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, Russ cannot take those hits. I mean, there are some some of those uh, defenders are coming off fast and and hungry and and they are snarling and slobbering and they are ready to kill poor russ and and the only thing he can do is grab onto him and dig his heels into the turf and try to slow him down yeah um so well, i yeah i don't know i feel bad i feel bad for garrett like i mean it, you know he's supposedly he's out there battling he, he is well, and then is. but now you look we don't have what a first and a second round pick next year this team needs a, a starting tight end most likely starting running back because there's no guarantee that Javante comes back as who he is. We still need tackles and that's just on the offensive side of the ball. Russ is going to have to cover up for a lot of mistakes. You know, the great quarterbacks can, you know, hide your sins, so to speak. And Russ is going to have to, he's going to have to do quite a bit. They're asking, they're going to be asking quite a bit of him from now on. Essentially we have one, top end offensive player that's not Russ and that's Cortland Sutton and we have a lot of average to poor players behind him and it just keeps getting put on Russ do more do more do more and there's only so much he can do I love Jerry Judy but he hasn't been what this team needs this year I think there's a lot of people who thought he was going to be the top player he's going to be the guy on this offense he was going to finally make that ascension to the Pro Bowl. He was going to be Demarius Thomas. Level. That was the idea. He was going to be Demarius Thomas, and he quite he hasn't quite been that yet. And so, what do you think about uh, Judy? Is it just still building chemistry? You know, he got into that Twitter beef with Shannon about Shannon saying, you know, you run all those routes and post all your videos, but you got to catch the ball. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, well, and yeah, and then he he responded. Judy's back response your, was great. Your breath smells it. like butt. And then, then deleted yes. it because that is a terrible comeback on Shannon Sharp. Like, I mean, three-time Super Bowl champion uh, yeah, and, yeah. 
and and Bronco fans are always going to take Shannon Sharp's side, no matter what. Like you, but, uh, you don't want to, you don't want to deal there. Talk to me about your Judy confidence is because if not, you know, next year Patrick's coming back off an injury. It might take him a year to get back to who he was, kind of like Cortland. I, I don't know. Is as I was as a starting wide receiver a need next year? Is Jerry Judy that guy? Do you go in next year? I mean, it's only four games, so it's hard to say, but is he? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is he good enough right now? Is he? He had a couple drops this last game after coming on the heels of some more drops, but they weren't as they weren't as egregious as Mike Boone's drops. So no one's talking about him. And he made some good plays. So um, I don't know. Like I, 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 I want him to work out. There's no reason why he shouldn't work out. He should work out, right? I mean, um, I wonder if his career is like third wide receiver. Occasionally has a good game, but not somebody you build the offense around or count on too much. I mean, is is that an awful thing? I guess if you're the 15th pick in the draft, maybe, but I don't know. Is he that guy? Is he going to show up? It's that Alabama he, he was pedigree. The first like, game. Was he overdrafted because of that? Like it, it could be. I don't know. I don't know. I think we're going to see more out of Jerry Judy. I say, I, or he's the next to get injured. I hope so. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I it, it we'll see. We'll see. I I I want only the best from Jerry Judy. I thought I I have a Jerry Me Judy too. jersey. I think he's going to be. I, I wore I it during the game hope. on Sunday. I have yeah. high hopes. I wore it during the game on Sunday. I love Jerry Judy. I thought he was going to be like thirteen hundred yards, like eight to ten touchdowns this year. And I mean, there's still thirteen games left, so it's possible. But better get moving, dude. Yeah, well, and a lot of it is is the Russell Wilson thing. He's not spreading the ball around. He's looking for Cortland. Yep. If he doesn't see Cortland, it's it's running back dump off time, and Mike Boone yeah. can catch the ball. So we're gonna have to do something different. Yeah, but again, another example of oh, Mike has overly high expectations for things, and so maybe my expectations for Jerry were too high as well, and maybe uh, man, well, maybe that's the, the more standard. Realistic. I mean, that's the standard as a Broncos fan. That's the standard that you yeah. have come to expect. I mean, but then it hurts. But then it hurts when it doesn't. Maybe you know you going like you know Judy's probably a nine hundred yard, four touchdown sort of guy, and then you're happy when he's that, and you're ecstatic if he's more. And I don't know. Maybe I, I, I think I, I think I drink the Kool Aid too much this summer. Jerry Judy can at least be Ashley Lilly. He can at least. Like hit that benchmark. Ashley like, had a thousand yard season. I think he. I, I, there's no reason to think he couldn't be the next Ashley Lilly, and that's not setting sights too high. Like I, oh, I mean, but that would be disappointing, wouldn't you think? If you're like he ended up with about an Ashley Lilly career, you'd be disappointed, wouldn't he's you? Like, well, mm, you're more of like a Kevin Casper kind of figure, like <laughs> you know, like that would not be good. So Randy Gregory is hurt. He and Chubb weren't a huge factor. But now, like even uh, we have other injuries on edge rushers. So we have what three healthy edge rushers? How are we getting to Matt Ryan this week? What's uh, what's the plan there, uh, Jess? Pat Sertan coverage sacks every time. Like that's what's gonna. That's the plan. I, it's not a good plan, but that's that's the plan. Um, that's yeah, the only one good. thing we got. 
It's going to suck. It's going to, it's going to not be good. Uh, Randy Gregory being out and he, he was having a pretty good game actually, which is, yeah, yeah, he was hurt even more. Um, Javante Williams being out now that's, that's the, the kick to the pants for the whole year. I mean, he basically tore everything with a CL in it and his knee, the whole, the whole CL spectrum was, is torn in his, in there. That may be like, he's never the same again, sort of an injury, you know? And it was such a fluky, weird run. Like it was not, it it didn't look like it was bad, but he, he probably just torqued it and popped it and the, you know, and then he's got mashed potatoes as a knee and it's terrible. Well, and the next time a player for your favorite team leaves to go get money or, or holds out for more money, remember that Javante play, they should get paid every dollar they can whenever they can, whether it's here, whether they have to go to green Bay to get it, whatever. That's that's why I stopped caring so much about team like free agents leaving to go same someplace else. They're not traders. Get paid while you can because you know Javante was going to be looking at a fat second contract maybe, and now what's he going to be looking at? I hope it's the best. I hope it's he's back and he's Javante and he, he gets paid. But that 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 one just hurts. It does. Well, and I feel I feel cheated. Like we were supposed to see Javante. The awesome this year. It was supposed to be. It was lead. supposed to be different. Yeah, and it yeah. Is, and it's not going to happen. And that sucks. That totally sucks. It does. I mean, we get Gregory back in a couple of weeks, so that's yeah, some it, positive news. He had a little but in the meantime, arthroscopic surgery. Uh, up in there, they kind of downplayed. It's like it's just a small surgery. It's arthroscopic. It's not. Yeah. It's it's, just it's, it's a minor surgery when it's somebody else. When it's you, it's like right. It's surgery. Right. I, I remember so we had a lot of these minor surgeries last year and, and uh, people were not coming back when we thought that they were going to come back. Yeah. That was, uh, I, I don't remember who it was, but it was, it was more than a couple people because there were plenty of injuries last well, year. Qu- Quinn Miners being back on the field would be a huge improvement. And I thought he's going to be back on Sunday. And so if he can play on Thursday, I think that makes a big difference. He's young. Sure. But I think Graham Glasgow is washed. And yeah, that uh, he can't do anything but help. Yeah, we've been seeing a lot of him in uh, instant replays, mm-hmm. <laughs> backing up. It's not. It's not looking good. Yeah, he's uh, he's but, making a name for himself in all the wrong ways. Well, I think back to Gregory with him out, it puts a lot of pressure on Browning and Benito, two players that you may not have noticed have actually played a few snaps this year. Browning was, you know, the darling of training camp and preseason. Nick Benito was our top pick. Time to step up here, kids. Yeah. Time to make a name, you know, the, make a yeah, name. replace the veteran. Not a gla- Graham Glasgow name, like a good, the like, good kind of yeah. making a name. Uh, you know, what's great about playing on Thursday night. It's that you get to turn the page very quickly. Uh, and then you have to wait 11 days afterwards. Yeah. So everybody can. So hopefully up. they win. Cause I don't want to have 11 days of uh, doing of over a loss. Part. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of the Colts. Holy cow. Uh, we're going to play them on Thursday and it's going to be, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what teams show up. Will it be the Colts that beat the chiefs or will it be the Colts that lost to the Titans? Will it be the Broncos that have somehow won two games or will it be the Broncos that have found ways to lose two games? <laughs> I, I don't really know. I don't know what. No, going it's, no who, nobody knows. Anybody who does tell you they know is lying Yeah, because one of the things we need to know, Whichever Colts team shows up, are they going to be bringing along a Jonathan Taylor jersey and putting that guy into the game? Because the way Josh Jacobs ran, if Jonathan Taylor's healthy, 
huge, huge difference whether he plays or doesn't play. Yeah. And as of now, we don't know that. Yeah. Well, and yeah, they got good running back injury news. We got poor running back injury news. What if Melvin Gordon just gets like really angry and really good and like just decides he's like, I'm done rumbling. I'm just not going to do it. And it just rips off like a, you know, 180 yard game. Like, wouldn't that be awesome? Like we're, we're due Broncos country. We need something like that. Like we deserve it. We're wonderful people. It's time. So Jess, what team is showing up in Denver? Which Broncos are you going to see? Tell me and tell me how many points they score. Oh man. I really, I, I want Russ to, to do better. I don't think that, he is going to, I think it's going to, the, the, the lack of a ground game will not stop them from trying to establish the ground game. They will again, not try to throw those deep to intermediate passes. And, They'll try. They just won't be able to. Uh, That's my guess. They won't have time. No, I honestly, I think that, uh, I think the Colts game is going to be telling, like if, if they can rebound and win, then they might actually make a season of this. But if it, if this is a loss on the heels of a loss, to a team that they should beat, then it's it, it, I it, expectations for the season are uh, tempered. I don't think you can yeah. really hope for playoffs or I don't know. I, I really want a winning record. Like that's like my goal. Like I really want that. But like at that point, it's like we already we're already below five hundred. We've lost two games in in five days, mm-hmm. and the the hard part of our schedule is still upcoming. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly, I my final score prediction. Here you go. You ready? I'm gonna say Broncos, twenty one, Colts twenty four. I'm gonna I'm gonna say we lose. Yeah, you know I I like to look back and the Broncos were two and three in Peyton's first five games, and they were staring at two and four because they were down twenty four to nothing in San Diego, and they rallied and they won that game, and what they won like ten or eleven of their next next games in a row or something crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, but this doesn't feel like that. There was optimism. There was enough signs there where you thought something might, something's going to turn around. And there were bodies piling up in the training room. My God. Yeah. Like uh, again, like, I mean, at what, I, at what point do we have to start talking about Lauren Landau? Like I, yeah, it's, is this working? Like it's been three seasons of like incredible injury. Like yeah. that, that is, it's unacceptable. Like at some point you, you have to go like with different it's, conditions. It's muscle pulls. It's like minors with the uh, hamstring and stuff. It's muscle, but I don't, this doesn't feel like Peyton Manning's two and three. This isn't your grandfather's two and three. Um, I'm going to go with, they lose two. I'm going uh 24, 10. And maybe that's reactionary to what happened on Sunday, but I don't know. I don't see, I don't see that fight in this team. I see more. I, I, if I had to bet on this team rolling over or digging deep and finding something, I'm betting on them rolling over. It's, and it's, it's like a nervous incompetence. That that's yeah. what it is. And it's, it's like, they, they're not sure of themselves yet. Like they don't yeah, know yeah. what they're, what they're supposed to be, what they're supposed to be doing. And it, and when things go wrong, it's just, it's a tailspin. Well, with a two and three with Peyton, I just remember, feeling like we're right there it was like a i still had a positive feeling and then of course that comeback in san diego was just an all-time bronco moment i still watch those highlights on youtube when i'm just like i want to watch something awesome i'll watch that 
this doesn't feel the same way. It's got me feeling very pessimistic and maybe that's not fair, but the believing route has not served me well. And so I'm more the prove me wrong. I'm predicting 2410. Prove me wrong. I would love to be wrong, but I don't know. I just, it's hard to keep believing in something that doesn't want to be believed in. I remember that 2000, uh, what, God, what, that was 2005. That was so long ago. Uh, 2005, Jake Plummer. Um, I love Jake. That, that, that playoff Jake year. Jersey. Yeah. yeah. J- Jake Plummer's awesome. Um, that, that, that playoff year, we lost the first game to Miami. Um, bad. And it was just because it was hot and we never win in Miami. And then the second game, I, East Coast I, early game. Yeah. 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 We were playing uh, the San Diego Chargers. And I will never forget um, it was uh, John Madden who was uh, commentating on that game. And suddenly it started clicking for the Broncos. And he's like, <laughs> the Broncos blew out the carbon on that one and started getting things going. And it's like, so that Charger game that you're talking about uh, from, from 2012 with, with Peyton Manning and um, you know, that's, that's the moment we need that carbon blowing out moment with new Russell Wilson offense. Like suddenly, like, he's like, Oh, this is what I do. And this is what I do. Well, we're going to, we're going to just hammer this point until we win, you know, and, and that's what we need. We need like, forget the nervous incompetence. We need like the uh, self-assured confidence. Yeah, and I'm not, after the first two games, I'm surprised to be sitting there saying, I'm not worried about Russ. I'm worried about the offensive line around him, the coaching, the dropped passes, the running game, the injuries. But Russ, I'm fine with. I'm, I'm not as Russ worried about the coaching. I, I think the coaching was doing much better with this new this new person. But now that now that we've got the new person, I forget his name. He's up in the booth. He calls the timeout. Yeah. Great. I love it. You have more time to focus on the game, but it doesn't look like you're focusing on the game. Like you need to, you need to right. really like dig into that playbook and, and get some, some opportunities for your players. Like th- this is not happening. Well, the, the coaching hasn't like in the beginning, it was the problem. And right now it's, it's not the problem. It's not the solution. It's just kind of not in the way Hackett isn't scheming guys open, or maybe he is and they just can't run the route routes properly. But the coaching has definitely improved, but it's not where it needs to be. It's not where to the point where I'm confident that, uh, you know, to borrow a uh, quote from Tyler Columbus when he's talking about Josh McDaniels, where he's like, came in and after trading Cutler and was like, don't worry about the QB position, boys. I can make a high school quarterback into an all pro. You know, we don't have that sort of swagger there where you like, Hackett will figure out something. We'll be fine. You know, it's just he's not tripping over himself anymore. So I am more confident in the coaching yes but i'm not confident in the coaching yeah i'm not confident in a lot of things and that's the problem no. like i'm not confident in how we're gonna end this podcast for example do we well, just here. do we just here, stop what, talking here watch this watch this. oh do it show me show me well that has been something something broncos for this week Whoa. uh following the raiders loss uh he is mike DeCico. you can follow him at mike D-E-C-I-C-C-O uh, on Twitter. Yes. And you can follow me at Jezru on Twitter. Uh, you should also follow at MHR Podcasts uh, or at Mile High Report. And, uh, you know, on during game days, um, and I, I, I have I have to come clean. I, I, I was very depressed and sad. And so I, I was not up to my usual game uh, during the Raider game because I knew that my brother-in-law would be coming 
for me. Uh, and he did bless his heart. Enjoy the win. Um, but, uh, but going forward, we're going to really, we're going to really step up our game on, uh, on the Twitter. <laughs> You're That's a delight, terrible. Jess. You are I, a delight. I, I may have been exhausted. Um, yeah. It, well, this team exhausts you. It's and exhausting. It's I, not fun. Like, let's watch some fun, but make football fun again. Not yeah, to- I tweeted out that I need to stop investing so much emotional energy into this where it determines if I have a good week or a bad week. And my brain says that after this loss, but come Thursday night, I'm going to be just right in there living and dying with each snap of the ball. Even though I know better, I'm going to do it. And that's what makes you a great Broncos fan, Mike. Yeah. That's there's, there's something that must, and maybe that's it. I think that's it. Go Broncos. buddy. Hey, that's like a big hug all the way from New Hampshire. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Hey, Jess. Yeah. Let's ride. Oh, (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.